are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Happy Sunday morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on My Talk 107.1 for The Mom Show. I'm Miss Shannon, and always excited to join you for The Mom Show because what we do is we distill a lot of information that'll help you as a mom, as a family, just get some information out there that maybe you meant to look up but just hadn't had time. And so we have a panel of rotating experts here on The Mom Show. They come in with this amazing information this morning. We are joined from Clear Step Financial. Cassandra Brazier is back in the building. Thank you for joining us again, Cassandra. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be back here. I'm excited. Yes, the last time we did the show, you weren't feeling well. And I I give you lots of props because you said (laughs) you called me the night before and said you weren't feeling well and you didn't want to grace us with your germs. Right. I found out it was pneumonia. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, welcome back. You look and sound wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. You you are a repository of amazing information to uh, help our My Talkers get that financial freedom, basically, is what we do. And so tell Mm -hmm. everybody again what it is that you do at Clear Step Financial. Well, and I've been in the industry now being a financial advisor for about 15 years. So what we do is, I mean, if you think about it, do you ever stress about money? Do you ever stress about your finances? Most people do. Right. So really, it's so nice. And I've really enjoyed over the years just being able to sit down with someone and look them in the eye, gather information, ask them questions and say, okay, this is how I can help you. This is what we can put in order. This is how you can get to your financial goals, whatever those might be. It doesn't have to be traditional retirement. It doesn't have to be 65. It could be whatever age it is, but it's just looking at what you're trying to do and what's important to you and where you're trying to go and helping you get there and making sure all those pieces are in place and that there's a good path to getting there. And one of the things I think is most wonderful about Clear Step Financial is that you really focus on women and families and mm-hmm. people that a lot of times are the exact people that should sit down with a financial planner, but mm-hmm. wouldn't be the people that go, oh, wait, I can do that. That sounds so Hollywood. Why? I wouldn't have a financial planner. <laughs> right, right. No, it is. You're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of people, they don't always think to to reach out or to sit down with someone. In fact, one of the things we're going to talk about today is women in their 50s. And 60s are one of the most likely to say that they've never talked to a financial advisor. Um, they've just been trying to kind of figure it out. So it's if you're someone who hasn't reached out and talked to someone, it's not uncommon. Um, and it's never too late. Even people that are in retirement that have done their best to get there themselves, it still can be very helpful depending on their situation, just trying to put some more pieces in place. And if you have a question, you're always welcome to call in and be part of the mom show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We have some great general advice for you. We also Mm -hmm. encourage you to go. This is general advice. Uh, It is based upon the show. But if you need specific advice, you should see your own financial planner. We encourage you to call in, though. Uh, And we like to review those seven steps that we started with the first time you were on the mom Mm -hmm. show. And so this is basically, if you're building that financial pyramid, this is your foundation. Right. These seven steps. So what are those again, Cassandra? Right. I agree. agree. It's always good to review that. So we look at number one, can we increase people's cash flow? Basically what you're working with within your monthly budget every month. Is there other ways to do that? I love to sometimes when people come in and say, "Okay, 
I don't know what you're going to do with this because <laughs> I don't know where you can find any more money here. And sometimes we do. Right. So that's kind of the fun of it for me is it's there. It's that that challenge. And it's it's almost like putting puzzles together, finding puzzle pieces that fit and, and the, the fun of it. So that's the first thing. Then we look at managing debt. So if there's any debt for people, especially high interest debt, right? It's managing that and getting that in place, getting a plan to get rid of it as quickly as possible. Um, number three is short-term savings. It's building up that cushion. There's always going to be what-ifs that happen. Um, and so we want to have some kind of cushion there financially to help us in those situations. Number four is our insurance planning. It's looking at life, health, disability, long-term care. If any of those apply to someone's situation, it's making sure that those are in place. Number five, then, is long-term savings. And that's then building towards your retirement. It's sitting down and saying, okay, what age do I really want to be able to at least have the option of stopping to work? And then looking at putting a plan in place for what it's going to take to get there. And then number six is it's a totally different plan to then start taking income from what you've saved. Right. We need to make sure that that proper strategy is in place if that's where you're at or as you get closer to that point. And the last thing is estate preservation. It's whatever you've built then over time, making sure that it goes on to the right people or places or whatever your intentions are, that that's what happens. That is fantastic. And and I just want to back up a second because I like the way that you were talking about how you're feel, making sure that what you've done all this time goes where you intend. And mm-hmm. I think that that really comes back to a lot of what Clear Step Financial and your financial, your foundation is, because this is right. a family business for yeah. like you and your mom. Right. And so you don't hear about that very yeah. often. I mean, that's not the, you hear about a mother-daughter baking team, you know, or something <laughs> like that, which is great and worthy yeah. and fantastic. Yeah. But you don't hear about a mother-daughter financial planning team very right. often. So what's it like navigating this space for you and your mom? <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny. And I, I I would joke early on because I started right out of college, um, but we were in totally different cities. She was in Milwaukee and I was in the Twin Cities right out from the gate. Okay. And I joke that it worked because we were able to be in touch, but we were out of reach. Okay. <laughs> so, and I only joke because I think right out of college, I think there's those dynamics, right, of growing up. Right. And so it can be difficult, I think, to have a parent be your initial kind of mentor or in some ways, almost like a boss, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but it was great. She's such a wealth of knowledge. She was able to really teach me and help guide me in this industry and help me to get through and, and just learn and grow. And she has, she's been a great mentor over the years. So Which, I really appreciate her. I think that's going to be a perfect transition to what we're talking about today is because we're talking about uh, investing, you know, specifically, we're going to do a lot of like women and how you've, uh, how the changing tide of investing has mm-hmm. gone throughout the decades, right. especially from a female perspective. And I think this is perfect timing because right now we know that Oprah's been in the news so much. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she is one of those people that you look at an icon, but you go, but that's easy for Oprah. Of course, (laughs) Oprah has investments. You know, when she say, whenever she gives me advice, I'm like, well, that's Oprah. You know, I, you know, and I, I appreciate that what we're going to do today on the mom show is you're going to break it down Mm -hmm. for all of us, non Oprah, (laughs) everyone else. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And so when you decided that we were going to break this down through the decades, what made you decide to pick that for today's show topic? So that's a really good question. Um, If some of you saw the most, one of the most recent money magazines, right, they Mm -hmm. had this great, in fact, I think the cover story was uh, women and investing and, and, um, and closing the gender gap, basically, right? And it was all about women and, and money. And so I thought, oh, this is great. And they even had this part that talked about the different decades. And I thought, okay. And then I had a friend, one of my friends, Kate, had said, what about, do you have any kind of rule of thumb if, like, you should have this much by 30 or this much by 40? 
And so it all just, we kind of pieced all these things together. And I thought, yes, and what are some other things that would be good in your, in this age group? And some of the other clients and things and people that have asked questions or that I've sat down with, what are some of the things in, in this time frame that have been good for them? So that's where this all kind of came from, is just trying to put together. It's so general. It really is. I mean, it can't be specific, obviously, but but it's it could be something, right? It yes. can give you an idea. <laughs> right. But really, everyone's situation is so different. Right. So it's hard to give a good general that, that goes across the, the spectrum for people. I really recommend, like, if you have some specific questions... Like Ms. Shannon said, it's 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 not out of the realm to sit down and look at your situation and get some ideas for you that's are, that are specific to your situation. And this is going to be a lot of fun because I think it, you know a lot of our my our my talkers are familiar with seeing that magazine cover that says, "What's your best bathing suit?" Depending on what decade you are, <laughs> right. what's your fa- what beauty seat should we have? They're very happy to distill that information based upon whether you're in your 30s, your 40s, or your 50s. So it is perfect timing for you to go, no, I'm going to tell you how to make a good financial plan and make some good decisions based upon whether you're in your 30s, your 40s, and your 50s. And so we're going to take a break very soon, but let's just sum up again. You're saying, you know, we need to sit there and and go, everything is different. But is there an overall, like, guideline that you want people to start with? Because are you going to start in your 30s and work your way up, or are you going to start in our 50s and work our way down? What are we going to do? We're going to start with 30, Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to ignore the 20-sums. In fact, if you're 27 and listening, we're going to incorporate some of that as as well. Um, but we're going to start with our 30s. So when we come back, I'm going to start with if you're 30, what would be your target goal as a general rule of thumb for how much you'd want to have invested or saved at this point towards your retirement? All right. We are going to cover that and more. And again, we're happy to take your phone calls here on The Mom Show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back from ClearStep Financial with Cassandra Brazier when we return. Thank you for joining us on My Talk 1071. It's the Mom Show. I'm Ms. Shannon with our expert financial friend, Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial. And Cassandra is giving us uh, the guidelines on basically where you should be based upon what decade you are currently living in. If you're in your 30s, your 40s, or your 50s, mm-hmm. if you have any questions, you can contact us here at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And Cassandra, you said that you were going to basically say where you should be. Right. We'll use should in quotes. Right. It's a, yeah. again, you can, people wanted a rule of thumb. Right. So I'm going to throw out a rule of thumb mm-hmm. for you. And so this might, this might hurt a little because I'm past my thirties. <laughs> so I just want to know. Okay. So we're going to start with our, what, where, where we should be if we're in our thirties. Right. Right, so Cassandra. by the time you get to 30, ideally, it would be ideal to have about one times your annual salary saved towards retirement. Okay. And I don't want you to beat yourself up if you're not there. Mm-hmm. It's just you can kind of say, OK, maybe I got to catch up a little bit or maybe you've done a good job and maybe you have more than that. So that's great. Pat yourself on the back. Right. And really, I got to say this again. At the end of the day, it really depends on your specific financial goals. Okay. So it, it could be more or less than one times your annual salary that would keep you on track. But this is, again, it's very general. So, OK, so, so when this you would say, put you on a path. And where would this live? Is this all in an, in, in an IRA, a 401k? Does this include my short term savings? No, where does this go? Right. That's a good question. This would ideally be all in retirement type accounts. Could be a Roth IRA, could be an IRA, could be 401k. Something, though, that is earmarked specifically for retirement. Okay. So we put it all over there. So that means if you're making 50 grand, you should have 50 grand in there. That would be ideal. Okay, because I'm an English major. I'm bad at math. So even though (laughs) it sounded very easy, I just was like, let me throttle this back and translate. So, okay. So if you make 50 grand a year, 
Hopefully you have 50 grand saved. If not, then maybe you need to buy a few less pairs of shoes. You know, kind <laughs> well, of and start work on Right. Things. You got to know what your goal is. Otherwise, sometimes it's hard to know how to make adjustments to get there. Okay. Now, if I wasn't, let's say, you know, one of the things, if we're dealing with this on a personal level, mm-hmm. when you're seeing, uh, is, is this based upon if I plan on retiring or stopping working earlier? This is if, what would be the average? If right. I have, if I need that amount of money, Yes. what would be, what what end date am I shooting for? Well, again, this is kind of going to default you to what the average person shoots for, which is around 65. Gotcha. So given this track, but again, this may or may not give you the lifestyle that you're expecting it to. So that's, we'll, we'll talk about this too as we keep going through it. But that's why, again, it's always good to get your own numbers so that okay. you can actually know you're on the right path for yourself. Because if you want to be one of those jet setter retirees, then maybe you need to have a little well, bit more money that you're putting away. Yeah, you gotta got to have it. the right amount for your goals. Absolutely. Well, what else are we looking at in our 30s so, that we're, that's important to us as we're getting our yeah. financial foundation set up? Absolutely. So if you think about women in their 30s, that 50% or so of women in their 30s have kids. Yes. Or they're having kids or they're going to have kids, depending on where you are in your 30s. And so that's a time, and I'm in lots of different Facebook groups, and I hear a lot of these conversations, and that's exactly where women are. It's, it's A lot of it is about kids. Right. So if you've had kids and you're taking a step back potentially in your career, it could be a difficult time where your household maybe is bringing in less income if you're staying home. Um, or if you're home, and like my friend Anne, who wonderfully did our Facebook Live video if you're on Facebook right now. Um, She's a great example of someone who was a contractor at home while she was raising her kids. So she was still making money. She was working. I mean, it's hard. It's hard work to be working while you're raising kids. But you can still earn an income while you're raising your kids if you are home. There's a lot of ways you can make money working from home nowadays, too, you know, doing things online and so forth. So it's still possible to be making an income if you're home. Um, and we, ch- we know you are a champion if you do that, because I absolutely. often have to work from home and my kid is a challenge. So thank you right. very much for doing that. That's yes. right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and about 56 percent of women in their 30s said that they're either just bought a house or they're going to be buying a house. That's a high priority. Right. So saving towards different expenses and things, whether it's having kids or whether it's like having a down payment, it can be good. You don't want to have to take that. So let's say you're that person that you saved up, you know, one times your salary, your annual salary by 30. Then let's say you're 35 and you want to buy a house. You don't want to take that out of your 401k or out of your retirement savings because that would really affect your plan for retirement. So it's good to have that midterm account. That's where that midterm account can come in that you've been saving or building that up where you can then take that and use that for some kind of of an expense, right? Right. Again, kids, a down payment on a house, the next car, home improvements, whatever it is. Um, So things to be thinking of then if you're having kids and you're in your 30s. A 529 plan can be a good thing to look at. And what is that? Is that the... A 529 plan before this year was just for college. Okay. It could only be used for college, really. And now they've expanded it to you could be saving for if you were intending to send your kids to a private high school. It can be used for K through 12 right now. Okay. So, And there are certain tax deductions and things that might apply to you. You have to talk to a tax person because it really depends on your income and your situation. But it could be a very advantageous thing for the right situation for people, especially if you do plan on sending your kids to private schools. There's some great deductions and things that might apply to you. So that could be something that would apply. Again, like I said, having a midterm account, life insurance, 
There is a commercial I heard actually on the way over here, um, and it talked about you know something happened to my neighbor's spouse, and now they're struggling financially, right? Right. And sadly, that's the reality. Is that a lot of times it's it people don't take the time to plan, and so then there's struggles financially. So the best thing you can do is is to sit down, especially again, like I said, if kids are in the picture, just make sure there's some life insurance in place. It doesn't have to be expensive to do it. And it can really make a big difference. And I know that's one of those hard happens. ones as a parent is that you want to plan yes. ahead, but it seems so hard to sit there and go, I'm going to give them $40 right. a month. Even if it's that, it's like, because I could be buying cookies. Right. You know, so it is hard to sit there and make life insurance a priority. Yes. I understand that. Yes, but it really can. It can. It can give you some peace of mind just knowing that if anything were to happen, God forbid, right, that, that whatever you want to be taken care of would be taken care of. So... Those are a few things for when you're in your 30s, just to be looking at. Um, By the time you hit 40. Yes. Ideally, rule of thumb, try and have at least three times your annual salary saved in some kind of retirement funds. Ouch. (laughs) Like I have a now I now I have to run even harder. That was that that hurt a little bit personally as a as the 40 year old woman in the room. But I get it. I understand. And then we had yeah. talked about earlier that, you know, it it's actually very empowering to see. Like, it feels like it'll hurt to sit there and go, I have this, you know, chunk of money that I can't use. Mm-hmm. But depending on how you manage your finances, like one of the things that you had suggested for me is to like use this one. And I was talking to Donna Valentine about this, about using this one online service called Mint. Mm-hmm. And if you use Mint right, you get to put in your retirement accounts in there as well. Yes. And so adding that in so that now when I pull up my little profile, instead Instead of only seeing the things that I may be done wrong, like I don't have enough money in my savings account, seeing my overall worth because it includes my retirement accounts yep. actually makes me feel better about myself every day because I'm like, look, yeah. you are doing something at least a little bit right. You right. Know? So it is actually, it makes you feel a little lighter and you know, brighter and smarter to go, I'm planning for the future, even though it's not perfect yet. I'm yes. getting there. You just illustrated the exact point that the the thing that built the most confidence in women about their money mm-hmm. was that women who were actually saving, actively saving or doing active things towards their retirement had, I mean, it was astronomical the amount of confidence they had about money and their investments versus women that weren't. Right. I mean, it was this huge discrepancy. It was like 61% of women who were actually investing in and, uh, you know, doing some things actively Versus like 12% or something like that. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a big difference. The other thing that I think is great about it as a woman in my forties is that when you can see that, that holistic profile of what Mm -hmm. you have going on, it does make you kind of jazz to keep moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember there's lots of things in your life that maybe trigger something that's a little more on the negative side, like sitting there and going, oh my gosh, I don't want to look in my you know, look at my bank account because it's just telling me how I don't have money for bills or I don't have something. So you get scared to even like open it, just like you don't always (laughs) want to go to the mail because you're like, it's going to be a bill, you know, but being able to see all of that and see everything start to grow, it is very empowering and something that you can kind of go, wait, I am making good decisions and I do know what I'm talking about. And and that's another Mm -hmm. reason why I suggest people go and talk to a financial planner like Cassandra is that you can sit there and go, oh, wait, there are good things in this room. You're not doing everything wrong. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Producer Sonny, <laughs> yes. So what if you, is there like a option B for someone who's not making enough or what? So how am I, how am I trying to say it? So for the 40s, you said you want to have three times your annual income saved, right? Yeah. So is there like a second option? <laughs> <laughs> like an alternative <laughs> to build oh, up to this? Oh, <laughs> Yes. So this is, that's a great question. My answer to you would be, 
it, it would be looking at your situation and saying, okay, Sonny, so what, what's your goal for what age do you want to be able to retire? Because your number could be completely different and maybe you're on track. Okay. That would be my, that's the second answer. Okay. 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 Right. Maybe you're not as far behind as you think you are. <laughs> right. Okay. Because you're like, well, I was going to work until I was 70 anyway. Right. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share mint with you too, Sonny. It'll make you feel better about yourself. I, I use mint and I do the same thing. I'm like, you know what? I don't have, I don't have all the financial pieces together, but I can see that my net worth is going up. So yes. That's, that's great. <laughs> it's that's like great. Ding, ding. small steps. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Good for you. <laughs> Okay, so we started in our 40s. We have a little yes. bit more time to cover in that when we get back. Are we also going to move up into our 50s? Is that what we're going to do when we get back? That's what's next. All right. Well, make sure that you call in. Again, if you have a question like myself or Producer Sonny, we would love to take yours as well. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back here on The Mom Show. Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial. Thanks. You're joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon with our friend and financial expert from ClearStep Financial, Cassandra Brazier, is with us again this morning. And you can always find information about ClearStep Financial at their website, clearstepfinancial.com. But you yes. also set up a very cool Facebook page yes. specifically for moms out there. And mm-hmm. so if there's some dads, we won't run you off of the page. <laughs> no, there's guys that like it, too. It's Moms Talk Money. Right. It's great. And we're going to, I mean, I continue to post different articles of interest, um, like even when we had the, the IRS specialist, yes. like the tax scam, scam information. I mean, that one was really popular with people. So just really good information. And we have an event coming up, actually, right. on April 3rd. It's with Dr. Quincy Crosby. Who, many of you are probably familiar with Prudential, maybe all of you. Mm-hmm. And their chief market strategist. She is one of the most intelligent, bright, f- phenomenal women I've ever heard talk. And she, I mean, she used to work in Washington, um, she's worked in so many different positions, both political and, and in private sectors and things. But she's going to be coming here on April 3rd in the evening to talk about the markets and the economy. And just to talk about where are we at right now and where is our economy going? I mean, just kind of an aside from that, but we're in one of, we're in the second longest bull market right now, which again, bull markets are when the markets are doing well overall. Okay. Right. And so we're, we're, we know there's going to be another downturn. Yes. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, just statistically, right? Right. And so we're really, we know it's going to come. So she's got some great insights and she is going to be sharing those from seven to eight. I have the information on the the Moms Talk Money page. It's a free event. It's just for educational purposes. Um, but we do have tickets just to be able to be able to budget the space that we have because we have a limited amount of space. Right. So just go to the Moms Talk Money page, go to the event, um, send me a message or click on it or email me, um, cbrazier at clearstepfinancial.com. I can get you the tickets. So And that is just great because... You know, a lot of what we're doing when you're planning and you use the word investments, I know that part of the anxiety is you're like, am I putting my money someplace that it's then eventually going to disappear because something Mm -hmm. happens out of your control? And so arming yourself with this kind of information and then some great strategies for how to weather what you know will be coming, that's what will help all of our my talkers take the right. anxiety out of this kind of thing because you still need to be saving, you still need to be investing. There's just some things that they can do that's probably on the maybe the safer side or works better for their methodology, right, Cassandra? Right, absolutely. And when we that's a good segment because women in their 40s, yes, statistically, 71% of them are saving for retirement. They've gotten through their 30s. A lot of them, they don't have kids in daycare anymore. Right. Some might, 
But usually at some point in your 40s, you're at a point where you can start to um, try and catch up or funnel more towards retirement. So we talked about by the time you get to 40, kind of a rule of thumb, try and have about three times your annual salary. If you're not there, though, it can, you can catch up, right? Okay. That's a time where maybe, again, maybe maybe you had extra expenses in your 30s with kids and so forth. So let's start catching up. So let's catch up in your 40s. So your money kind of starts to, again, be more of your own because right. there's less other people, less Less expenses, hopefully. Yes. Where they're sapping your resources. And right. I love kids. Right. I love my son, but he's <laughs> yeah. expensive. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So to be able to start funneling more and having more of a focus towards that retirement number then. Um, and and then when you look at that segment of women in their 40s, what's interesting is that this, this is the age group that's most concerned of any other kind of decade of women of protecting and growing their assets. Right. So they understand they need to grow them. They want to get ahead of inflation, but they're also most concerned with not losing money. Yes. So like you said, when we have the next downturn, they want to know that they're not going to lose 50% of their money. Because that's because if you look at two, 2007 into 2008, really it was the beginning of 2009. It was about a 17-month period. People who were just sitting in the markets, they lost just over 50%. Ouch. So, right. And yeah. it's... I mean, it it's happens hard. just like yeah. that. I mean, you snap your fingers, right? I mean, think about the last 17 months of your life. How fast did that go? Exactly. Right? I mean, we have we have a, a, a just over a one-and-a-half-year-old, and it feels like it was a few months ago. Yeah, right? you do just blink. Yeah, It does. Mm-hmm. So so that can happen so quickly. But look at how long it took people to build back up those accounts. Right. When you lose 50%, you have to gain 100% return to get it back up to where it started. And that, I mean, think about when's the last time you saw 100% return in your account in one year? Right. Well, you know, so, so it takes <laughs> yeah. time. It takes some time. And so I it's do good think, to have some protection. You know, I could see the, pers- you know, the, the perspective as a woman who's in her 40s. You know, it's like I worked really hard to get here already. And I, you know, I'm already starting to say how I can't work more. <laughs> I'm not right. trying to work more than I already right. do. I'm trying to figure out how to eventually not work. Yes. So you do get very, you start to cherish what little money is you have. You I do, agree. right. Yes. So you want it to grow, but you also want to have it protected. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's, that's one of the things I love. We have really, I mean, when you look at how do you find a financial advisor that you're comfortable with, how do you pick one? One of the biggest recommendations, if you look at lots of different articles and things out there, is that they will say, make sure you're working with a fiduciary. Okay. And a fiduciary is someone, you, it takes a special licensing to be a fiduciary, and it means that you're putting that person's interests before your own interests. Okay. And that's who you want to be working with. So that's what I am. I'm a fiduciary. I've been a fiduciary for, I think it's been like 12, 13 years, something like that now. It's been a long time. But we we started our group. We've been very focused on doing what's right and, and making sure that we're always taking good care of clients and so forth. So you want to make sure you're working with a fiduciary, bottom line. And then that also brings in, we work with lots of special investment vehicles and things that offer that protection when the markets do start to turn down. Okay. Perfect. So again, if you have any questions here on The Mom Show, you can always call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Is there anything else we need to cover for folks out there in their 40s? So yes, for women in their 40s, a lot of times you've gone through a few different jobs at this point. So you might have one or two or or several old 401ks. Typically, those are just sitting there. And it's one of those things where you keep getting the quarterly statements in the mail and you you, you plan on getting around to taking care of them. (laughs) But this is 
a good time. Again, we, we're, we've had some good markets. This is a really good time to evaluate those and look at those. And then also looking at your current 401k and just making sure it's properly allocated. So those are things I do with people all the time. We're looking at, okay, where do you have things out there and how can we make this make the most sense right now? Because there's a lot of alphabet soup. Last time it I is. looked at mine, I'm like, I have all these different funds. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't figure out which one did. I just knew that right. it just wasn't one. Right. There was a bunch of things right. out there. And so it is good to have somebody translate all of that to go, should you leave it here? Should you move it? Right. So sitting down with someone who actually... Speaks yes. this language all the time is fantastic. It can be very helpful, right? So mm-hmm. it's just getting those evaluated. Um, looking at life insurance again, and not necessarily that you might need more, but if you got a bunch when you were in your 30s because you had kids, just maybe reassessing that okay. because sometimes you could even decrease what you have or just look at evaluating that. Also, looking at long-term care when you're in your 40s, it's not the most fun thing to talk about, but it right. can save you money sometimes by doing it in a certain way that's attached to life insurance. Um, so that's something. Now, I want to talk about a couple really important things because a lot of families are blended today. Yes. So this is something that's really important is that you want to make sure that you get your beneficiaries looked at, what who your beneficiaries are on your accounts and things. Okay. Because if you if you are remarried or you're even your kids or your parents, right? I mean, we have all these multi-generations now. So if if you're in a scenario where you have a um let's say that there's a dad that got remarried. Yes. So now he has a new wife. They both have their own kids that they brought to the marriage. Right. If something happens to dad and he did not change his beneficiary information, it could still go to the ex-spouse. Oh, gotcha. Mhm. So that's one scenario. Now that's only one scenario. So that just means the new family would not receive any of those benefits. The second scenario, though, is that kids can get disinherited. And that's if you think of the same scenario, dad marries someone new. Yes. So then if something happens to dad, let's say that new wife is the beneficiary of everything. Right. So she receives everything. Could be years later, though, that then something happens to her, but she left everything to all her kids then. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So there are different scenarios where things where it might not be maybe what you intended to happen could accidentally just happen. So it's always worth having. Again, this is an imp- you know we you know and I appreciate you saying that this isn't fun, right. but it kind of is. You know, well, it's like you're planning for your kids' future, and so I am like I. It actually gives me a little bit of joy to go. You know what? I did something positive to make sure that my son is taken care of, even if something happens to me. Because you don't want to think that way. But right. we watch CSI. Stuff happens. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. it's yeah. not about all the what ifs, but it's about peace of mind. Right. That's what it's about. We need. We have so much in our life to really be concerned and worried about and just needing our attention that let this not be one of those things. Right. So what else do I have to do in my 40s? Well, it's just it's it's a lot of saving and making sure it's mm-hmm. in the right places. And then and then, like I said, if there are blended families, I mean, I am happy if you want to come in and just bring all your stuff and just even have me just look at your beneficiary stuff. I can do that for people. I'm not going to charge you for that. <laughs> so I that's one of those things you want to make sure that's taken care of. Like I said, look at your life insurance. Um, make sure that the investments are in the right place and get your 401k and so forth evaluated. And then by the time you get to 50, are you ready? Oh, we can start. I give them a little tease. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do we do when we get to 50? What, by the time you get to 50, try and have about six times your annual salary. And we're going to talk more about the 50s. Yes, and we'll give you some strategies on how to get to that. How many times your salary, Cassandra? Six. All right, that information coming up here on The Mom Show with Cassandra Brazier from Clear Step Financial when we return. 
Sometimes you can't help yourself, but we can help you with some great information here <laughs> on The Mom Show. I'm Ms. Shannon, and especially if you could use a little financial help, some information setting that financial foundation. Cassandra Brazier from ClearStep Financial is the perfect person for you to talk to. <laughs> so again, you can go to their website, clearstepfinancial.com. You can go to the Facebook page, Moms Talk Money. Yes. Great information in both of those places that we yes. can have. And you can always listen to the other episodes of what we've done here. Mm-hmm. If you go to my talk, 1071, and use the keyword mom show, all of this information is out there if you want to go to some past episodes. And the so, first one had a lot of really good, just foundational stuff. Right. Yes. And then we talked about, I know people are still working on their taxes, <laughs> you know, and so. No. <laughs> I know, exactly. You always have these grandiose plans to get them done sooner, but maybe not. Uh, so that information is out there as well. And then this will be here as well, this episode, talking about where you should be based upon what decade in your life you are currently living in. Mm -hmm. So we covered what's going on in your 30s, what you should be doing in your 40s, and now we've hit the fabulous 50s. That's right. If you're in your 50s and you're a bright, shiny mom out there, what, again, how much money should you have stocked away for your retirement, Cassandra? Well, again, rule of thumb, retirement goal by the time you're 50 would be to have about six times your annual salary in retirement accounts. So like a Roth IRA, 401k, something that's really... Earmarked for retirement. And that's if you, again, were ballparking at retiring around 65. Right. Okay. And that's going to give you a certain lifestyle, too. I mean, it's not going to give you, just to be clear, it's that this path is not necessarily going to give you uh, the same income that you've been living on. Right. And used to. But then again, a lot of times your expenses might go down in, in a number of ways, too. So uh, this is this is one path. Exactly. If you want to know your path, if you're going to be a jet set off to the Riviera person, then maybe you might have to do something else. Right. Fair enough. Exactly. So, but when you're in your 50s, so this I thought was really interesting that women in their 50s, 61% of them describe themselves as being ambitious. Okay. And what's neat about that, I think, is that if you, again, let's say you took some time in your 30s, you were raising kids, maybe 20s and 30s, right? And maybe, so you didn't start saving right away. And then you got to your 40s, you're catching up, and then you're in your 50s now. You have had enough experience now in your life that you have some really good skill sets. And maybe you haven't had as much experience maybe in the workforce, but you even look the part, right? Because maybe you have some gray hairs. You just look like you have some experience. Wonderful. You can use that to your advantage to be able to make more in a position. Okay. So don't be afraid to negotiate and to ask for more. And to try and even just build up your resume, right, by taking a class or doing some things that are going to really help because you look the part of someone who could step into a leadership role. Got so you. maximize your income at this point and go out there and find a job. Go for your dream job. What would your dream job be? And try and go for that if you don't have it. Perfect. So that's instead of sitting thing. there and going, okay, I'm at this point in my life where I need to like turtle down and just hide and go, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write it out. You're saying, no, right. jump at it. Go, yeah, go think outside go the in. box. That's fantastic. What do you want to do? Enjoy the next however long you're going to be working. Enjoy it. If you're enjoying yourself, you're probably going to make more. Right. Right. So it's only going to help you financially and it'll give you better quality of life in general. So that would be my recommendation is just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, women in their 50s and 60s, we mentioned this before, but they're most likely to say they've never talked to an advisor. Or never sat down with someone. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so again, if you're if you're that person, you're not alone. But this is a great time too. I really strongly recommend if you're in your fifties and you haven't met with someone, please meet with someone. I mean, if you want to meet with me, great. If you meet with someone else that you're more comfortable with, great. But this is a really important time. You have some time left. 
but it's really important to be on a good track because making even small adjustments right now can even make a big difference in the future. And some of this information, it's the same thing as going to your doctor kind of for like a wellness check, right? Right. Where there's just some things out there that maybe you just did not know that there could be a small change that would yes. be advantageous to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, you, you never know. And I don't know either until I sit down and look at someone's whole picture. Right. But it's it's amazing how many times someone might be on track, but they didn't even realize they were. Um, but by making a few small adjustments to then they're, they have an even better chance, right? Because, right. again, just by letting things sit where they are, no one's watching them. Yes. So would you rather have something on autopilot or would you rather have a pilot? <laughs> right? <I mean. laughs> exactly. And hopefully a pilot you can trust. That's right. what we're encouraging. Find right. a pilot that you can trust right? and help them you know, as you're navigating all Absolutely. of this stuff. And I don't manage money. That's okay. to be clear. I don't do management. Mm -hmm. And so my job as an advisor is to look at people's scenarios and I know what the resources are that are out there. Right. I know good companies I mean, we do due diligence, we have compliance and so forth, and legal departments, so they are able to decipher good good ethical companies to work with out there, right? Because there's good and bad. So right. you got to make sure that you're working with, you know, upstanding companies and so forth. But, right, so then you sift through all that stuff, and my job is to match people up with appropriate investment options, appropriate money managers, and so forth. Our number here is 651-641-1071. We're giving you some great advice on where you should be you know, as far as your financial foundation is concerned when you're in your 50s. So other than being bold, Cassandra, what's your next point of advice? <laughs> other than being bold mm -hmm. and sitting down if you haven't, or if you have, I guess, if you have an advisor that you've worked with and you just want a second opinion too, that's always an option too. And I'm more than happy to tell you you're on the right track and you are where you should be and keep doing what you're doing with your advisor. I'm happy to do that as well. But I also want to take a second here because people in their 50s, women, um, just people in their 50s, a lot of times you have kids that might have now gotten to their 20s. Right. Right. Or they're approaching their 20s. So I know I said I would come back to the 20s. Yes. So I just want to give a few things for if you've got kids that are in their 20s. And by the way, I have clients that will bring in their either late teenagers or kids in their 20s and we'll meet together. And it's like this multi-generational <laughs> right. appointment. And I love it. But they will come in and we can talk about things that will help get them off on the right foot. Okay. Right. So. If you've got teenagers or ki or kids that are in their 20s, maybe they're in college or they're, or they're going through their early 20s and they have jobs, they can start a Roth. Okay. Again, just even starting a Roth, $50 a month, can really set kids up for a, just a much different retirement in their future. And just you knowing know? that that's okay right. and it's important when you're that young. That's not, yes. you know, we you get bits and pieces of, I think, that in like the tail end of high school. But when you go to college, there's not always somebody that's telling you, here's what you should do to plan for your financial future. Right. And, and it can help. Maybe you've been telling your kids this. Oh, you should start a Roth or, oh, you should be saving. But it's different when you can have an expert or someone right. who, someone <laughs> different, right? Say, do, all kids get parent deaf. Yes, exactly. So it can be helpful to have someone else telling them the same exact thing. Right. And then they hear it and they say, oh, my gosh, it makes sense now. Right. right. I mean, so anyway, so, yeah, if you have if you have kids or kids that are in high school or college and you want to set up a time to bring them in with you, that's fine, too. Um, so in their 20s, yep, starting Roths, making sure your kids are putting in the match up to their, you know, putting in their 401k up to their match. Those are little things that they can be doing. Again, if, if you'd rather have them hear it from me, that's fine too. So, <laughs> you can tell them the credit cards are nice, but you don't need to spend them all up all the right, time. Stuff that exactly. I wish people had told me exactly. in, our in my 20s. Mm -hmm. So getting to then 
what else to look at? Um, long-term care. Again, if you're in your 50s and you haven't looked at that yet, it's a really good thing to look at. Um, and just getting some different options. There's lots of different ways that you can get long-term care in place. Um, and just sitting down and getting everything evaluated. By the time you get to around 60, yes. it would be a good to have about eight times your annual salary Okay, as our rule of thumb plan. All right. <laughs> and then let's say now you, you've gotten to the start of retirement. By this point, you want to have a really good plan in place for how you're going to take income. Right. So you may have, maybe you have some investments, maybe you have a real estate, like a home or even a rental property. You Maybe you even plan on working part-time you're planning on having some Social Security. Maybe you have a pension. Um, those aren't as common, but certainly a lot of people still have them right. you know, from before. So about 48% of women in retirement say they have an IRA. About 52% say they own real estate. So there are different ways to use these assets and take income from them. Okay. Even a home, let's say you have your home paid off. That can actually be a source of income okay. in retirement. Depending on your situation, that may or may not make sense to use it that way. Right. But there are different ways. So sometimes people don't even realize how much they really have for their retirement until we really look at the whole picture. So it's just trying to, if you're at the point of retirement, you want to really imagine what's your budget. What, you, what do you want your budget to look like in retirement? What do you want your day to look like? How much do you really think you're going to need to have to live on so that we can look at how much you're going to need to take from all these different places and really make the money last. You want right. all your assets and your money to last. You want them to outlive you. Yes. That's, that's And that's the one goal. of the things you said before is that, you you know, you don't want to plan for, okay, I retired and now I just need money for a month. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so by the time you get to retirement, then 10 times your annual salary. So that's... Again, our general rule plan, <laughs> right. but I can't stress it enough. Really sit down and just get your numbers because if they're different than this, you don't want to go with this plan and then be very surprised that it's not what you wanted or expected. Right. Um, and then by the time women get to retirement and get to 65, if that's your age, 66% of women said that they were very satisfied with their standard of living. Oh, and wonderful. that's the highest mm. level of satisfaction of any of the groups of decades which in some ways is kind of sad, right? We need to enjoy ourselves along the way, too. Don't just <laughs> right. wait till retirement to enjoy yourself. If you're that mom that you've got a kid on your hip and you're running around and your coffee is constantly cold because you don't have time to drink it, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you just still have to smile and enjoy life, right? right? If you're the grandma that's running around after your grandkids and you just, you know, you're still working and, and just enjoy wherever you are. Perfect. That's the biggest thing. I think that's fantastic advice. And again, you have an event that's coming up. Let's remind everybody about that. We have an that. event April 3rd. Again, You've heard of Prudential. Um, Dr. Quincy Crosby is Prudential's chief market strategist, and it's going to be April 3rd at the Minneapolis Marriott Airport from 7 to 8.30 in the evening. We have limited seating. Um, it is a free event. Again, it's just for educational purposes. She is a phenomenal, phenomenal speaker. She's going to be talking about the markets and the economy. Um, but just reach out. Either email me, um, cbrazier at clearstepfinancial.com. Go to the go to my Mom's Talk Money page. You can send me a message that way. But I just need to know who's coming because we have tickets and we're budgeting our space. Um, but this is a fantastic event. We also have other events throughout the year. I mean, we have a team of advisors. We also have a team that we work with and partner with with any given other area of, of, of expertise that revolves around the financial industry, right? Because you, we don't wear all 100 hats. Right. So we have lots of other resources and, and people to send people to. If you're looking for a referral or a recommendation of a certain professional, you can always reach out. I might have someone good in my back pocket. Perfect. And again, the website is clearstepfinancial.com or the Facebook page is mom. Talk Money. You can check that out. And again, you can always find us, of course, at MyTalk 
Channel1.com, keyword mom show. Thanks, Cassandra. We'll see you next Thank time. Thank you.